0: This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments.
1: Hey, this is DW from Superheist. You're listening to
0: the Bosch Pit on Sin FM. DW Norton is the guitarist of Australian metal band Superheist, who'll be touring Australia in June, playing in Melbourne at the Croxton Park Hotel on Friday the 16th of June. Their latest single, Raise Hell, is out now. DW, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks, Ben. Good to be here.
0: You're very welcome. Now, for some of our younger listeners, because we are at a youth station, could you talk a little bit about the band and its reformation last year? What that brought that about?
1: Yes, mate. Well, Superheist um, actually formed in 1993 in uh, in Melbourne, and we had a fair career spanning right through to 2003, 2004, where at that point we decided to um, take a spell uh, for some time. Didn't realise it was going to be so long, but you know, like kind of life happens and. Um, you know, band members have uh, things that they go through, like having children, for example. <laughs> now, just um, last year, um, I decided that I wanted to do it again. I felt like the time was right for me personally, being the, um, the sort of the main sort of uh, songwriter and, and main man of the band. I, I felt that I wanted to bring it back and do something just for the pure enjoyment of it, and uh, start doing what I love again.
0: You toured earlier this year and late last year. How was it sort of getting back into live scene with the band after uh, it would have been at least, I would say, like 10 years, more than 10 years?
1: It was 13 years since Superhearts had played, and then I, I had a band called Walk the Earth after that for a number of years, but definitely a decade, I would say, since I'd been on the stage. And I can remember, actually, our first show back, which was in Canberra, uh in uh late last year october last year i believe and um i was wondering how it was going to go but i've got to tell you it was like there was no time in between we just kicked right back into it and it just it, it felt like we hadn't even been away at all so other than the fitness levels which came back after after one show i was pretty tired after the first show but you get your gig legs back and and it was really good you know it felt, it felt good to be back and, and playing again and uh, I mean I enjoy mostly the, um, the the writing and recording of the records and stuff like that. Live stuff is a great place to to see how the crowd you know, appreciates the new stuff or whatever and, and play some of the old classics again so you know, really good to get out there again.
0: Now in terms of the fact that there's a gap between the, the last album that you released, um, Goes to the social dead, and then the two albums released back in two thousand, the early two thousands, as well as a bunch of other material that you've got. How do you go, sort of fitting them together? Is there is it is it sort of seamless? Is there any issues? How does that go? Well, I guess
1: there's a lot of water that's gone under the bridge since then. You know, like a, I guess life uh, experiences and. Uh, maturity levels of um, the songwriting and stuff like that, and I'd like to think that that um, the stuff that I'm writing now is does have a more um, experienced edge to the to the writing. And um, I mean, it's still, I mean, even the, the new stuff like Raise Hell and uh, the Raise Hell Triple A side that we've done, it's still very um, big and bouncy, and and you know, it's metal and it's pop and it's all things that super heist have always been. So. I guess Super Heist itself is a bit of a uh, a sound of its own, you know. It me being the principal songwriter for all the years. I mean, it doesn't really change too much. It's still got all the same elements, and um, but I'd like to think that every record is its own beast as well. So you don't really want two records to sound the same either.
0: The fact that this is the the Raise Hell is a triple A. That's kind of the first time I've heard of that a triple A side. Talk a little bit about what that is, how that's different from like a regular single and why you chose well, to release it that way.
1: But what happened was we, we planned just to um, put Ray's Hell out but then we had these other two songs that we were really digging as well and they were ready a long way in advance of the new album because we have a new album written at the moment but not fully recorded. And those songs were written well in advance of that and we just felt it was good to get a little bit more out there than just one song we do have um a couple of new members and we thought it was a good way to showcase what we were doing now and the step up again from ghost of the social dead and that uh and that we're moving forward into i mean we're we're using eight string guitars on this new stuff and we're pretty excited about the sound of it so we wanted to put it out there and give people a good slap um a good taster of what we're doing
0: in terms of that new album Where's that at? How are you feeling? How are you approaching that any differently than the last album?
1: Well, this one is going to be. Last album we went to LA to record with Jay Baumgardner, who, which was a bit of a um, you know a dream come true for for myself. I've um, always wanted to record in LA, record at NRG, which is you know, home to you know some great albums. Um, Limp Biscuit, Significant Other, Corn, Follow the Leader, Club um, Roach, in, uh, Infest, and all those great new metal albums. I really wanted to go there and experience that, in which we did. And, um, you know, Jay Baumgartner, whilst I I feel like I basically produced that record, Jay Baumgartner gets the credit and he, get, he got to mix it and, and give it his uh, tone and flavor. Whereas this record, I want to, I just want it to have super heist only tone and flavor. So we're going to record, engineer, produce, and mix it ourselves. So, uh, which is what you heard on Raise Hell. That's all just done in house by ourselves, no outside influence. So that's what we want to go for on this record. As far as the, the, um, the vibe goes, it'll be along the lines of what you're hearing with Ray's Hell, and there'll be a few surprises in there, uh, but it'll certainly be a big, heavy, uh, bombastic-sounding, uh, catchy rock record, which is which is always what we aim for a Super High.
0: This is something that always fascinates me about people who make music, because you kind of put something out there that represents where you are at a point of life, and that's not something most people get to experience. How is it sort of playing the old songs, how is it sort of playing the old songs in terms of new songs? How do you sort of reflect on that and kind of relate that to your sort of life experiences in a way?
1: Yeah, good question. The, um, I guess the older songs, like we, in fact, in this tour, we're actually including a song from 1994. So that's a long, long time ago, (laughs) to say the least. It's coming up on quarter of a century ago. Um, but that song is, um, I guess, a reminder of what it was like to be young and free, and and like we just wanted to be punk and you know crazy metal and and fun and carefree, and and that was the time, that was the thinking, you know. Now um, we're a lot older, still young at heart. Like I still don't feel, I certainly don't feel like a dad, but I am a dad. You know, I've got two two gorgeous kids and. I feel like um, the songs that we're playing now, um, you know, I, I don't see like any direct difference in the attitude towards music because I still want to play big fat sounding music and, and make it as, as exciting as possible. So but it does it does make me think of those times when I when I play them and I'm sure it does for the other guys, you know, even the guys that weren't in the band at the time they were all fans of the band at the time and it does bring back memories of the time and not so much what the song was about at the time because, you know, you're right, you're right around the emotions of what you're feeling at that moment and, and you know, you maybe don't feel that way again in, in 10 years' time or whatever, but you certainly remember the time and you remember the, the faces of that time and, the, and what was going on around... Uh, when you were playing that material. So it's interesting playing the stuff from as far back as 1994. We haven't done that for a long time. In fact, we haven't done that this century, which is kind of funny. <laughs>
0: That's um, I, I read that, and correct me if this is wrong, because it's hard to sort of, if, when there's not a, like a book, hey, this is the book of Super it's hard to, hard to like, sort of establish what things are incredibly accurate. But I read that you kind of started mm. off like extreme kind of like grind course. Is that accurate?
1: I would say definite elements of that. Um, if you're fans of Fear Factory, um, Damaged, that sort of music, that's what highs were like, but we certainly had the, um, the, the tinges that you hear even today. So a lot of melody, keyboards, uh, big grooves, that was all um, evident in what we were doing. Our first demo came out on cassette tape. It was called Apocalypse. We'll be playing a song called Perfect World from that uh, release on this tour. Um, And, yeah, it's pretty damn heavy.
0: So so (laughs) what what, what was it that kind of inspired you? Like, hey, there's elements in this music that we like, but we want to kind of move it in this sort of particular direction. Like, especially for your uh, your, uh, first album, second album, that kind of stuff.
1: I think... Early on, we established that, like personally, we we found playing heavy, really extreme heavy music. We found we enjoyed it, but we knew that that wasn't going to take us where where we wanted to go uh, with our career. You know, we wanted to be, you know, we, we were ambitious. You know, we wanted to get on big tours and we wanted to um, get our records in the stores and we wanted to be on mag- on covers of magazines. And, and be on the radio. So we we used that we kept that tone but worked a more commercial edge into our sound over the years and you can see that happening if you if you do go back through our anthology you'll from chrome from apocalypse to chrome matrix there's a definite um, switch up and a more commercial edge to chrome matrix from then to 8 miles high where we got our first song on 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 the radio and then to Prize Recruit where, you know, we hit some, we hit the charts and, and then, um, and so on and so forth, you know, and, and we really did want to, um, have a career out of music. And we did, you know, the band was, um, full time. We didn't have jobs, uh, full time for a dozen years at that point. So we, we felt that we'd, um, given it our best shot and we had, we had some, some satisfying success. We we're in the charts. We got a record deal. Uh we got to you know, go to America and all that sort of stuff. So
0: when did you start listening to metal?
1: Metal. Well, I always um you know, I always had cousins and older cousins and stuff that kinda of introduced me to to um to more alternative or heavy music. I remember my cu- when I was about um seven or eight years old, um I um snuck into my cousin's bedroom and listened to Never Mind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols and was completely blown away and and that kind of took me into you know I wanted to hear music that just wasn't like back then you know the biggest band was ABBA you know I, I didn't want to listen to ABBA I, I preferred to listen to the Sex Pistols even as a young kid and then um, that was back you know, I, I was born in Scotland and lived in Scotland when I moved to Australia uh, my cousins here they were listening to bands like Rose Tattoo and and the angels, and, and and so I started, you know, getting into that kind of music. It, loud guitars was what I wanted to hear, and then um, it was, um, you know, obviously Led Zeppelin and and Metallica were all were all there. But it wasn't until I heard "Arise" by Sepultura that I became a bona fide metalhead. Uh, that album changed my life and changed the, the direction that I wanted to take my music in. And um, from there I was introduced to you know, all sorts of bands um, back in those days like Carcass and, and um, Fear Factory were, who were a huge influence on, on me personally and had a lot of help from um, Dino Cazares from Fear Factory along our career. He's been a, a great mentor back in the day and, and a great supporter of the band and uh, it, so then i got into like napalm death and and really really entrenched myself in metal like pantera and all that and then from there I discovered bands like faith no more and the deftones and and all of that influenced the the sound of of superheist along the way as well as our own little piece that we, that we added in as well
0: when did you first start playing the guitar
1: i started playing guitar when i was I think, 14 or 15 years old. Again, um, you know, like, hanging around my older cousins. Um, they would jam in their garage, uh, playing Led Zeppelin songs and and whatnot, and Black Sabbath. And, and uh, I used to sit in the corner and watch them and, you know, convince my dad to, to buy me a guitar. Um, I got a Yamaha Pacifica as my first guitar. And I and, uh, just started teaching myself power chords, you know, watching my cousins, stuff like that, and um, and then I got one lesson, one guitar lesson, that was it, <laughs> I, I can't even remember what I learnt, but um, I only bothered with one lesson and I've just been self-taught and I kind of consider myself more as a songwriter than I do a guitarist, my interest is, is firmly in songwriting and, and, and production, um, I mean I play piano, I can play drums and play all that sort of stuff and, and um, all self-taught just smash out tunes and, and make them sound as good as I can. And basically what you hear is Super heist.
0: Awesome. Uh, super Heist will be touring Australia, playing in Melbourne at the Croxton Park Hotel on Friday the 16th of June. DW, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Good on you, man. Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni to find out more about the show go to www.syn.org.au moshpit like us on facebook at facebook.com slash moshpit on and follow us on twitter and instagram at moshpitsin. the regular moshpit radio show broadcasts punk rock and metal tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on SYN 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream SYN 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music.
1: Hi,
0: this is Sir from from Gun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girl School. I am Phoebe
1: Pinock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Olmey from the Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Mosh Pit on Stim FM.
0: Hi, this is Aina from Leprace.
1: Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lily.
0: This is Round from
1: 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Astrax and you are listening to The Mosh Pit on 10th.